0: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and you are listening to The Talking Metal Podcast. December 2015, the year is winding down. I personally think it was a a good year for music, live music, and recorded music. And we spoke a little bit about some of our favorite releases of the year uh, on a recent episode of Metal Raps and and Talking Metal for that episode. When I say we, I mean Mitch Joel and Mitch Lafon and and myself, but I had a guy on last year from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast. His name is Joey, and he did, I thought, just a great job in bringing my attention to a lot of great stuff that I kind of overlooked last year in 2014, so I wanted to welcome him back to the podcast this year, 2015, to talk about some of the greatest releases, in his opinion, and in my opinion, of 2015. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey
2: Haney from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast. Joey, how are you? I'm great. Hello, everybody, and hello, Mark. It's an honor to be welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for this honor. Yeah, can you believe it was
1: already over a year ago that we were both out in Las Vegas for the... Uh, the Kiss Residency, and we hung hey. out that time at the at the Hard Rock. It's, it's over a year ago. I, it blows my mind. Time is going so fast.
2: Yeah, I know. It's a whirlwind, and I got married out there when, when you were uh, mm-hmm. meeting me and my wife, and it's That's just right. been a whirl- So happy one-year an- anniversary. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I a mean, like late. It, for those of you married guys, and I know you're one, Mark, that first year just goes by really fast. So, I mean, imagine what a regular year goes by, and I've just been, my head spinning still from all that, so... It was Ooh. great to see you and Emily out there. Good yeah,
1: yeah. Well, likewise, and and uh, congratulations on, I, I guess when were you late November. You must have been married, right? Because wasn't that right before Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, November twentieth.
1: Okay, very cool. So, happy one year. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, cool. So let's get into this now. You know, in years past, I've done top 10 top 20 lists uh you know and i did my top five like i said the other the other day on one of the previous podcasts here but it's been kind of hard for me to to nail everything down in an order and i get real stressed out about about trying to do the order not that too many people probably care what my order is so this this year we're going to hear your order but I just want to run down some albums, and I'm just going to laundry list these albums that really caught my attention this year as as great records, and then we'll get into your list. But again, laundry list, the new Ghost record, Meliora, that's at least how I say it. How do you say it? Is that how you pronounce it, Joey?
2: The, the exact same way, yeah. yeah. yeah I think <laughs> it's fun pronouncing them song titles for half of the album there's always that opener towards the beginning of each ghost record that's like what is that that
1: is by far my favorite record leaps and bounds ahead of everything else of the year uh go the new ghost record love 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 that record uh the pale emperor by marilyn manson really caught my ears armored saint win hands down The new Failure record, The Heart, is a monster. It's not really metal, but, you know, it's got that heavy gothic thing happening.
2: Failure's a good band, and I... I I, I am very ashamed to say I have not heard that record yet it's but good it's been, it's 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 really been in my shopping album. list for the whole year I just haven't gotten it yet
1: yeah I highly recommend it um, one which I suspect you might be talking about it's again not a metal record it's I call it more of a rock and roll record but Zipper Down by Eagles of Death Metal uh, another one yes. Tribulation is the band the record which I think is just excellent it's called The Children of the Night Satan back with another good record Adam by Adam is the name of that one Iron Maiden in Queensryche, two old time classics, two favorites of mine Put it both put out great records this year Enslaved had a great record out a uh, band called Win Hand, Grief's Eternal Flower was their record, I thought it was great, the new Def Leppard record, awesome Saxon, nothing really groundbreaking, a lot of big dumb songs, but I love it it's called Battering Ram I've listened to it probably three times, I may never listen to it again, but those three times I truly enjoyed it, Mustache hit me again i love these guys they consistently putting out good hard rock music testosterone was their 2015 release uh an album which i don't think you like so maybe we'll start off talking about this one we'll come back to it the sword uh high country i i actually thought it was pretty good chelsea wolf abyss uh great record kind of sludgy you know depressing you know Way down tune doom rock with some metal in there. Andrew Watt, a great pop EP, four song EP. The guy who was in California, Breed with Glenn Hughes and Jason Bottom, put out an excellent EP of pop rock called Ghost in My Head, guitar driven pop rock. It's so much fun. Uh, Excellent stuff. Look at some of the Queens of the Stone Age alumni joining him on the record, and Chad from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, too. Um, Mark Slaughter surprised me with his solo, solo record, Reflections in a Rearview Mirror. Love it. Think it's great. Hard, rockin', straight ahead, great songwriting, a little experimental here and there, fun fun stuff from Mark Slaughter. Torch, the, the restarter record, came back with uh, another great record, uh, really thought... It was very, very powerful, heavy record. Again, Torch, Bumblefoot's record, Little Brother is Watching, great stuff. Faith No More. How do you pronounce this one, Joey? Soul Invictus? Soul Invictus. Yeah. Yeah, Soul Invictus. Thought it was good. Thought it was good. Dead Weather, I enjoyed the Dodge and Burn record they put out. Um, Two records that I played the hell out of this year were actually released in two thousand fourteen. Fozzie, do you wanna start a war? I always kind of
2: welcome to the Fozzie Army yeah, by the way. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you.
1: I told <laughs> I told Chris Jericho when I saw him at Heavy Montreal, I was like, I was very late to the you know, I was very late to discovering Fozzie and he said he said it yeah. Uh we don't care if you're late as long as you're you you finally make it to the party. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um yeah, they, and they uh, have
2: legitimately got better each album and it's proof positive. I I've I've been a fan since day one because I am a wrestling fan and I love Chris Jericho. See but I'm the, not a wrestling fan. Yeah, I don't yeah, no, know anything know. about wrestling and uh but he's he's always given it up for bands that I could tell he was a true metal fan his whole, you know, life because he gives it up for bands like Halloween and and you know not just the obvious bands but like Jericho was an authority and I appreciated that about it. So in principle, yeah. But the music is is definitely starting to speak for itself. Finally, so yeah, it's great stuff, and an album
1: that you know I've always liked Devin Townsend. I was a big fan of him back in the like late '90s, early 2000s, and have somewhat cut up caught, kept up on his career. But um, the Devon Townsend project uh, album from 2014, which you uh, you know mentioned on on the when you were on the show last year, running down your favorite releases of 2000. 14, And it really got me to go back and listen to Devin Townsend's, you know, Z2 record. And I've always loved Devin. But uh, your comments on, on that record kind of got me into it. And wow, what a fantastic record that I yeah. enjoyed in 2015 more than in 2014 when it was actually released. So. Yeah. Uh, those are as far as new music goes some of my favorite releases of the year and i want to get over to your favorite releases of the year but before we do that why the sword record you told me that it was no good why was it such a big disappointment for you personally
2: uh, i'm a longtime fan of sword and i this might get into that whole metal culture where you know maybe it's sometimes with most bands you just can't get outside that box sometimes but even over the you know the initial sword albums I love the last album they put out or like apocrypha I think is it's called or something like that right. pronunciation show uh but great record and like you know not only is it the obvious sabbath influence I even heard like some devo influence on it I mean these guys such high hopes as a future metal iconic band you know like the, hanging with a band like mastodon i put them up there right after now. that after that last album and i love i love me some you know i'm I'm from the south i love me some desert rock i love me the occasional southern rock but uh, i thought that they just completely lost the plot on this album it, it, it's going like a, if I'd d- heard as far another as band you- doing it
1: like going so, musically, they lost the plot. Like, like they're not they're not sticking with the experimental stuff. Or, or what do you mean by that?
2: Like it, it I I think if they had slowly gone to this record, I think I'd have been a lot, and maybe even some other people. I haven't heard from a lot of people because I don't know a lot of people listen to the sword personally. But I think just it was so different than the last album. It right. it, it musically, I mean it's. It's total. It's it's into the stoner thing, which like I said, don't have a problem with it, but they. It, I didn't see it coming from them at all. Like the, there's there was no warning for, for this record. I mean, it just it's just a complete one eighty from the previous album, and and that that sounds shitty to say, but it like it didn't even sound like the same band to me at all, and I it pains me because I. I a band that I have loved and I've given it up for and recommend to people. And I actually, I I don't even, I didn't even keep the record and I, I don't give up records, but I, I I couldn't even have it in my collection. I didn't even rank it for my show. Wow. Okay. All right.
1: Fair (laughs) enough. Um, some other biggest disappointments for you that you mentioned uh, in an email you sent to me, um, the, Dee Snyder, Paul Stanley feud. Why, why was this such a, a big disappointment? I feel like a lot of people uh, enjoyed kind of seeing these guys go back and forth in the press. But I guess you didn't. Is that cr- a correct statement?
2: Yeah. And almost to a degree, the, the Eddie Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar stuff, too. Like uh, all people that I love, like Paul Stanley and David Lee Roth are like my frontman icon, you know, like on the Mount Rushmore after Freddie Mercury you know, and, and maybe you know some other guys, but those are the guys for me. So I just, I don't, you know, feuds can be fun, you know. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm against a feud now and then, but it, it, it hurt me for some reason just right. seeing these two guys that I have so much respect for, and um, Paul, who only tries as hard as he can to be the frontman that people know him to be, you know. I know he's had vocal issues over the years. I think over the last couple of years he's done a good job at rectifying it. You know, a little down tuning here and there. Uh, having Eric sing some more, having Gene sing some more. Gene's been stepping up because of Paul and I dig that about where Kiss is going. So, you know, and, and Dee's always been, of course, a very overtly candid individual. And that's what I that's what we all love about Dee. So I'm not saying he doesn't he doesn't have a right to say what he said, but I just don't understand. He attacks Kiss so much, but I guess it's because it gets impressed. press. And Dee definitely is a guy that loves the press, uh, you know, and he would never deny that. I love the guy. Um, and Twisted Sister is one of my gateways into metal, hard rock and metal. So like I said, it's just one of those things that it just – it hurts me to see people. <laughs> like there's so many other targets Dee could have gone after and vice versa. So Yeah,
1: yeah. That's um, cool and some others real quick the bobby blotzer rad thing which i kind of agree with you i mean it's like
2: shame yeah where's the
1: bell (laughs) yeah it's just like it's 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 really especially in after that you know i guess it was probably four or five years ago at this point that in what was it in infestation Infestation record
2: which was so good it's just so ashamed Best comeback albums of the last decade i agree and then and getting carlos in the band what a get like that band and then Juan came back right at the very end it's like man this band was going to be firing on all cylinders rat was truly back and was probably going to put out material better than any of the people they came up with especially as far as you know on a on a modern tip and then it just all goes to hell you know over money
1: it sounds like and yeah. ownership oh, yeah. rights and they, pro- I don't know. Who knows? What is it that Stephen, Stephen, and the other guys Steven want a piece and of the name? Steven, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, and and it's one of those unfortunate situations, you know, for uh, somebody who doesn't sing like Bobby Blotzer. Like you look at, you take Stephen Piercy's voice. That is an irreplaceable voice. It, it almost doesn't even matter what Very your unique. personal feelings exactly. are about him. It is the sound of the band. It, 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 you can – very few guys, especially from that era, you could say, you really can't replace the guy. They've tried and they've failed and it's just one of those things. People are probably going to be following Steven if, they, if they're if they following anything. I mean that's just the way it is. That, that's what I did and I don't know any of them personally but that voice, like I said, once again, you just can't – you just can't replace it, man. Totally.
1: Totally. Now, a quick, a few quick honorable mentions from you. Um, I'm looking at your list that you emailed me. Do you want? Do you have those in front of you? You want to run down them, just kind of laundry list them down.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, before
1: we get into the actual top fifteen.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll stay away from the negative. Uh, I, I really did enjoy that Sweet and Lunch record. Uh, really early on in the year. Uh, pretty quality stuff. I know you're you're a George Lynch fan as well. Yeah, which
1: actually, uh, yeah, Lynch Mob had a record out this year too, which I, I thought was was pretty decent. I actually have it on
2: CD. Nice. Um, yeah, that that was an early surprise in the year. Um, you know, it, it it bubbles around my uh, twenty twenty two kind of uh, as far as of the year. Right. Um, Hailstorm, which I I I I always give him a shot, and I always like three fourths of the record a lot, like. So they're, they haven't made that perfect album, you know, as a, as a, you know, who am I kind of critic. But I thought it was really interesting that Classic Rock Magazine gave it like a massive ranking. They gave it like a 9 out of 10, which they don't hand those out. Uh, and they were like comparing their new album to like the next Pyromania or something. Which really blew me away. I was like, maybe, maybe I didn't hear something, but yeah, like I said, uh, about seventy-five percent of each Tailstorm album so far has been totally worth it. And I know they get a lot of uh, guff because you know they get played on the radio and they definitely have mainstream appeal, but they got the chops and of course the vocal to, to back up right. you know any that criticism. Uh, Def Leppard, uh, probably about twenty overall of the year, but I I'm a big Def Leppard fan, and when it's good on the album, it's really good uh I like the callbacks to the different eras you can literally hear a callback to yeah. a different yeah album I agree
1: I things. agree that's that's a good observation that that there are you know songs that sound like different eras of Def Leppard. you know and that's it's it's fun when you listen to it I really enjoyed listening to that record I got it on CD and it's a, a great listen
2: Yeah, there's a ballad towards the end of that album. It's like they hit a Mellotron, I think, at one point. So even when they experiment on this album, it's really cool. Like, so there's nothing wrong with them experimenting. I think they should maybe do a little bit more of it because I was a slang fan. But, you know, like, uh, yeah. So when they – there's a nice mix of the arena stuff and, like, here's the stuff that gets our rocks off now. Um the scorpions release confused me this year because i had to i was like cinder going is there going to be a u.s release for this and i went ahead and had it imported and then all of a sudden like nine months later they put out a domestic with like nine extra songs on it and it was just like okay well is this like two albums is it one album Uh, i mean it ranked decently with me on the point system but uh you know yeah it's it's and it's good i i'm Scorpions and Def Leppard are kind of like the same kind of thing for me. I'm always going to love them. I'm always going to give them a shot. And the records are at least going to be like 70 to 80% awesome every time. Cool.
1: Well, Uh, any any other ones you quickly want to mention before we get into the,
2: the actual top 15? Um, I'll mention another one. You already mentioned Queensryche, Faith More Manson. So I'll go ahead and mention the Muse album. Yeah, Drones. Good, good Drones. record. A couple of
1: really great, strong songs on there. I saw them in yeah. concert this year and they blew my mind. It was an excellent,
2: excellent time. Yeah. Great What band. I would recommend on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm jealous that you got to see that show because I missed it this time around. Yeah. But uh, when you when you pick up that album, anybody who does, because either of us might be recommending it, honestly, skip the first two songs and the, the first two full-length songs because there's like a lot of skits that like intertwine throughout the album because it's like a conceptual album but once like the third full-length song kicks in the album just shines because if those first two songs had not been on the record the album would be that much better so that's what I recommend when you go and listen to it and uh, yeah that's Excellent. my other like bubbling under if, if Muse had a strong kickoff on drones it'd be one of the top albums of the year but it just misses its market just a little bit gotcha cool so let's get
1: into Joey's top 15 again this is Joey from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast which you guys should all check out it's on iTunes it's uh, what's the official website for the for the show Joey
2: Uh the official website is radio.com c is in Chris and is nola j is in Joey radio.com I know but there's other stuff on there like there's uh, the synaptic podcast and there's a bunch of blog stuff on the website as well. Movie reviews by Chris and just general fun stuff. So it's all encompassing. Excellent. Excellent.
1: And, you know, you do a lot of themes on the podcast, which is always cool. I remember, I think it was last year, you did a great Halloween theme uh, show, which I really enjoyed. And it's always good stuff on there. Um, Thank de- you. Deaths
2: are featured a lot. Have you done anything on Scott Wayland yet? Uh, I did. I did do actually an entire Scott Weiland tribute. Uh, you know, I've all, I haven't done that a whole lot with deaths, but I, I definitely had a personal experience with his music over the years. Uh, I've been kind of fifty-fifty with the guy musically and personally, obviously, but uh, I picked out ten what I thought were unique tracks that you know it's stuff you don't hear a billion times on the radio all day which is kind of what i'm all about on the show right on. which why why I have a podcast if you're not going to do that, that anyway uh but you know some stuff off of his uh, solo album 12 bar blues uh uh, the the new track off of the Thank You Best of, which I think was excellent. Yeah. yeah just fun stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that was a good one. I did one for AJ. Of course, AJ Perot, whenever he went, I did a whole show for him because he definitely deserved it. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a doo-wop guy or a death metal guy. When you die, <laughs> you, get, you get to be on the show. <laughs> right. I got gotcha. you. Cool. And all right, little drum roll here.
1: And we are now into Joey's top 15. We're gonna start things off at number fifteen. An album that I heard Slash actually talk about, and he said that he really loved this record, and apparently you do too, Joey. Let's go to number fifteen. What is it?
2: Let's uh, be Motorhead, Bad Magic. And
1: this has, you know, been a, a kind of strange year for Motorhead. A- a- Lemmy's health has appeared not to be good, and canceled yeah. shows and shows that he hasn't made it through, and. You know, there's been a lot of concern. Um, does, does his health or, or lack of health uh, come through at all on this record? Are we hearing him slow down at all on this
2: record? No, no, I don't. I think this is actually a pretty strong album. With Motorhead, people, you know, of course, make the joke that they make the same record over and over again. But there are Motorhead records that are better than others. Uh, I think this is one of the better ones. Uh, you know, this modern era of, of Motorhead where it's been the consistent lineup for over 25 years now. You got Mickey and Phil and, you know, for a band that used to have a revolving door and the, the fact that this band has been solid for 25 plus years. Yeah. I think that's that's something to be said. Yeah. Um, and they've done yeah, so either.
1: much. I mean, you know, we think of those classic Motorhead records with, you know, Fast Eddie Clark and and yeah. Filthy on drums and yeah. who, who, of course, died this year. But um, they, they yeah. really have done some great stuff since then, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I have to admit, this is a record. I've heard a few songs off it, but I haven't really dove into it. And I, I will be uh, now, after hearing your recommendation, Again, the record is Bad Magic by Motorhead. And uh, Lemmy is still ticking. And according to Joey, still putting out good music. Let's get to number 14. This is a record that Metal Sucks gave kind of a scathing review uh, towards. Why don't you tell us the record and let's talk a little bit about it.
2: Sure. The Mighty Slayer checking in with Repentless, one of the great album titles of the year, I may add.
1: Now, yeah, I agree. And, And, you know, I really like it i think it's a good record I, I i haven't listened to it you know more than three times but i do i do like it and when I, the songs come on serious and i'm in the car i'm like yeah that's a great classic slayer vibe to it metal sucks uh and i 90 percent sure it was metal sucks had a review up that that you know maybe they were just trying too hard to be Slayer, you know they—they were trying to recapture that old sound and old vibe, and that that doesn't even mean. I
2: mean, yeah, that that, that that means they've been doing that since *Hell Awaits*. Then, well, that they
1: that their their heart wasn't in it. I think they said, and and that uh, it, it seemed fake. I think is what they were saying, and and you don't catch that vibe at all.
2: No, and and that's there's all the much like the Motorhead thing. There's stuff that distracts from the material. You know, I'm not going to say this is the best Slayer album ever. I mean, you know, you know what albums we can reserve that for. I mean, I'd even go, you know, besides Rain and Blood, Seasons, God Ate Us All, even. Uh, but it's one of those things like if you just listen to the album and just put all the rest of the stuff out of your head. And I say this with all absolute due respect to the late great Jeff Hanneman. If you didn't know he died, you wouldn't even know it on the album. That That's how much of a, you know, classic sound that Slayer has when they put a record out because they don't put one out every day and and this one is just it's in line with all of their albums they they have that acdc motorhead thing you know you know what you're getting and i've never been disappointed i didn't even hate diabolus and musica like a lot of people did but right you know right. so there you go
1: cool well let's get into a song off of this record um some great stuff there's the title track there's a song called vices which i like What what do you want to hear
2: Uh, How about we do Cast the First Stone? This one reminded me a lot of uh, some of the the mid-tempo stuff on Seasons at times. So, yeah. Excellent.
1: Cast the First Stone. This is Slayer from 2015 on Talking Metal. What you just heard was Slayer Cast the First Stone. You are listening to Talking Metal. I am Mark, and we have Joey from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast joining us. Once again, he was here last year around the same time he's back this year. We are running down his top 15 list for 2015. And we are on to number 13 now. What is it, Joey? it looks like we have the darkness with uh, last of our kind okay so the darkness now I, I i loved these guys like for the first two records um and then they they really kind of lost me and they, they, they're like a weird they ha- there's there's a lot of weird stuff about this band like you know they don't really seem to be taken seriously by the hard rock and heavy metal community. Again, yeah. Permission to Land, I thought, was a good record. The hipsters all liked it, and, and yeah. it was yeah, a exactly. fun time. You know, uh, the, a year or two after that, they released One Way Ticket to Hell and Back, which... You know, it wasn't really quite as popular, but it got good reviews, it got great reviews. And there's the One Way Ticket is a great song. There's a song called Bald on that record, which I just think is just off the charts. Great, great record. Um, and then, you know, they were gone for a while. They they, came they broke back. Up, yeah. yeah, they broke up. They They, you know... They tried to do something without Justin. Justin was doing stuff. I know he ate, wrote with Adam Lambert and did some other stuff. I, yeah. it was he came back with Hot Cakes in 2012, which
2: I, I didn't like at all. I, I Really? Thought it was, yeah, I thought it was terrible. you yeah, like uh, the speed metal cover of the Radiohead song, which will yeah. throw anybody off. <laughs>
1: uh was street fun. spirit yeah i think they played that in concert recently but yeah and and so i haven't even heard this last record um so my curiosity has peaked but hearing mm-hmm. that you liked Cakes makes me think maybe i won't like the the new one last of our kind i don't know what what do you like about the darkness uh and why do so many hard rock and heavy metal fans not accept them
2: well, it it starts off with what you said with the fact that hipsters liked permission to land. Uh, the only reason hipsters ever liked that band is because they thought that they were doing a bit. Uh, once they realize that they actually meant it and they're actually real rock and roll fans and they're not doing a parody, then that's when they turn their backs on them. That's pure and simple, right there. So maybe with the uh, are they or aren't they? Maybe that you know caused some people to fall off. Obviously, but I, I think they're solid musicians. I think they uh, I think they are good. A good tribute to the to the olden days of the great classic rock. You know, obvious influences like Queen, and you know, you can hear I can hear some Slade in there. Of course, a lot of great British bands in the past, but uh, I think they play very well. And I, uh, you know, they got Roger Taylor's son drumming for him now, by the way. Uh, so a f- self fulfilling prophecy of uh, you know the Queen thing.
1: But yeah, I just I, I I don't know. I just I don't understand how they're still out there doing it. I mean, they just have. They, they They've never really caught on. I saw them play in Atlantic City on the permission uh what was the first one permission to, yeah, to permission land. Land. yeah yeah record no one was there it was wow. it was empty I mean it was like you know two hundred people um and this is right when you know spin magazine was and they were getting was hyping them and they were getting some radio airplay still no one was there. Uh, my wife just saw them. I had a ticket. I didn't go, um, because I was too tired and it was like in the middle, you know, it was at a club where they always go on late, but she went on her own actually. Just recently in New Jersey, Asbury Park, New Jersey, uh, you know, New Jersey, one of the, the most densely populated states. I think it is the most densely populated state in the, in the nation. And she said there were like,
2: Less than forty people there. Wow! Uh, yeah, it was I mean, empty. Empty. There are certain uh, cities that I hear that they they've been like selling out the theaters. You know, like in the, you know some some of the California dates I heard All went right. really well and. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're hot and cold city by city over here. Yeah, well, he was like, oh, you know, he, he. she said
1: he was making excuses. She said they were excellent, by the way. She said they were excellent. Uh, but yeah. he was making excuses saying like, oh, this was just a strange gig they added on, you know, because we played, New- we played a, 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 a packed house last night in New York. So, this was just a strange gig they added on, you know, but it's good to be here with you people, you know. And he was like, kind of yeah, like... Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know The Darkness. The, the, um, there's part of me that, that liked them at one point, but I, I don't know. I haven't really
2: dug them in a number of years. but uh okay. I'm, Yeah. You're allowed. <laughs> yeah. It's your show. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they, uh, they got a Christmas song out, too, by the way, for people that like uh, Christmas rock and roll songs. It's pretty fun. So. Cool. Uh, what do you got at number 12? Number 12. Uh, the comeback of the year for me. Personally, I don't know anybody else uh, who likes this band except for maybe my best friend Chris, but Refused with Electra okay. was – an am- this. I have to do a little test here. It's an amazing record. For those of you who, who picked up that Shape of Punk to Come album when it came out, it's one of those things where it's a case of love the band, hate the fan club because all the bands that say they're influenced by Refused, a bunch of bad screamo bands, right? Uh, just didn't get it. Uh, Refused was a unique – awesome original band and this album is so so much a comeback album it sounds like they just picked right up where that and they broke up in 98 99 and this sounds just like a follow up but this is one of those albums if you get it put it in the car you know if you got a nice bass thing going on nice mix uh some of the best sounding drums i've ever heard and i'm kind of a production really? okay. i'm kind of a production nerd the drums on here will, like, tear your head off. You just throw it in the car on a nice stereo at the house. Just just turn it up, and it'll it'll just it'll destroy you. And so Refuse is a great band. Always have great energy. And if you like heavy music, yeah, there's a little bit of a screaming thing going on with the vocals. Uh, not that the guy can't sing, but this is just the kind of music that it has to happen like that. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, let's move on. Number 11, a band that's been in the news a lot lately for, you know, a, a terrible reason. And, and let's, let's actually not go there right now. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the great, great record they put out. It's not a metal record. I would call it more, what do you, what do you call these guys? More rock and roll? Tell us what the group is and what the name of the record is. Uh,
2: Eagles of Death Metal. And yes, uh, as, not a death metal band because you know the press are so informed. Uh, yeah, you know because I mean that's not even really a metal band. No, not even a metal band. I mean, uh, barely desert rock. Even even though it comes from that family tree of the Josh Hame stuff. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of like it's just like a rock pop, and roll. Rock and roll, right? Yeah, it's it's they're they're very much a callback to the fifties in a lot of yeah. ways. It's just songs about it's songs about fucking, but like without saying it. You know, like how yeah. Little Richard used to do it, and I'm sure. That Jesse is a massive Little Richard fan, so yeah, it's they just have that great, sexy swagger that I respond to. I know y'all, you know, the- it's sexy swagger, that's a great, um,
1: description of it. The, the, the songwriting is great, so many good songs on this record. My personal favorite, love, I really think I like every song on the record, but my personal favorite is a song called Oh Girl. Just so good, such a big, big hook, yeah. and uh, great stuff. And love the record, and absolutely the greatest album cover of the year. I just think oh, yeah, it's the hottest album cover I've seen in a while. And uh, funny at the same time, sexy, uh, which kind of describes this band you know, sexy, funny, like good time, rock and roll, fun stuff. And, um, you know, If if all you've heard about them is stuff on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News, put that all aside and just go listen to their, their music because this is a, a band that delivers some some great, great
2: stuff. Yeah. Super fun to see live. Some of the best rock and roll shows I've ever seen are Eagles of Death Metal shows. Excellent. Cool. Let's move on. What do you got at number 10, Joey? Uh, number 10. One that uh, Mitch LaFond referenced there on Metal Raps because I listen to Metal Raps is uh, a great band out of Sweden by way of Entombed, Into the Helicopters, Into this band, the Imperial State Electric with Honk Machine. Well, I love
1: Entombed. I love the helicopters. So, yeah, I got to give these guys a listen. But I'm sorry not to cut you off. Go on. What is it?
2: No, no. I said terrible, probably the worst album title of the year. But uh, just uh, Imperial State Electric will just deliver the goods. And, and much of al- kind of the same way the Eagles of Death Metal do, but Imperial State Electric is basically a Swedish garage band that has massive. Uh, you can always, especially on some of their previous albums, I hear tons of callbacks to like classic Kiss riffs and like the poppy stuff, like from a Mast right. and Paul Stanley solo album and stuff like that, and mixed with the Swedish garage thing. And how can you not love that combination? Cool cool let's move on
1: to the next one and we're gonna hit a a track off of this too oh great iron maiden book of souls man yeah one of my favorite bands of all time you know if if you ask me what my favorite bands are it's always hard for me to to narrow it down but in my mind and it's tough because i love ozzy and black sabbath but in my mind i think my two favorite bands are kiss and Iron Maiden and for number nine you're picking the Book of Souls by Iron Maiden great album I think personally and what do you think yeah big step up from Final Frontier I think much better
2: oh yeah absolutely and you know we, I, I love the fact that you've been a champion of their modern era as well like in the post Brave New World and beyond I mean they've become an entirely different band in a lot of respects uh but it's a it's a band that they they really hit uh that they really had during Seventh Son of a Seventh Son i think they built this whole era off of that record honestly uh and you know so it's they're kind of prog now but and, and that's because their songs are longer but they've always been able to play and this album and we were talking about this with the Def Leppard album but forget about it there's so many callbacks to like The single sounded like it came off power slave. That's exactly like how I felt about it. And there's songs that sound like they're on fear of the dark. There's songs that sound like they're from seventh son. So if you've been through them there with their whole history, you're really going to appreciate this. And the fact that it's like Eddie digging in relics, I thought that was kind of symbolic uh, for the nature of the album. It's kind of almost schizo in a way, but it's, it's wonderful record.
1: Yeah. Great record. And you know, I'm I'm a guy in my mid 40s now, and I have a lot of my peers who didn't really keep up with music. You know, they when they got into their 20s, they kind of let go of it, and they kind of just hold on to the past, and they stopped listening to Iron Maiden. You know, it, 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 no prayer for the dying, or or maybe even before then. Um, and one thing I will say to these these people, who I know we have some listeners out there, if 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 you have been unaware of what Maiden have been up to, uh, you know, for the past 26, 27 years. There is a great album called From Fear to Eternity, The Best of Iron Maiden, 1990 to 2010, which is a, a great Place to start at, you know, instead of being overwhelmed with all the material that they've put out since 1990, since the 80s, uh, that's a great place to start. Um, Another great place to start is this record they just put out this year, which again is called The Book of Souls, and this song right now is the lead off single off the record. It's called Speed of Light. Hey, this is Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And what you just heard right there was Speed of Light by Iron Maiden, a song that came out in 2015. So we have Joey here running down his top 15 albums of 2015. Uh, where did we leave off, Joey? What was that? What was that? Nine? That was number nine. Yeah, cool. Now, Danko Jones, yeah. Fire Music, is your number eight release. I, I only recently, and again, another band that I've really kind of been late to the party on and kind of have been getting into these guys. I heard you and talk I, about I love them. them. I love them. They're so good. So I haven't really heard much of fire music. When you sent me your list earlier today, I, I went immediately and, and added it to my, uh, my Spotify playlist and I'm going to check it out. But how does this compare to some of their old older stuff? Because the older stuff is great.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's, you you almost can't if you play the records in a row with Danko, and this is a compliment you can't tell what the you might be able to tell what the first album is by production value but once after the second album i mean you really can't tell what's the second third fourth album it's just consistent rock and roll it's it's only the main ingredients the basic four food groups you need in rock and roll whether it's lyrically or musically Danko puts those on his records and he just attacks them so with so much fierceness, if that's even a word. Uh, but Danko is a student of all music, and I, I listen to his podcast as religiously as I do to talking metal. Um, the guy is, is a super smart guy, even if his lyrics don't don't show that. But he gets rock and roll, and Danko Jones is rock and roll, honestly. And you hear punk and metal influences on all of his records, so he just puts it all in a blender. And that's what you get. And a, a criminally underrated, through in in North America for sure. Plays festivals in Europe and then beyond, all over the world. And he's from North you know? America, right? He's yeah, Canadian. He's, he's Canadian. And I don't even think he's that huge in Canada. And he's definitely mm. not huge in America. And that's right. an absolute crime because you know there's nothing wrong with Denko at all. He even has a good look. You know, it's like right. how can this go wrong? But maybe oh yeah Paola. i forgot
1: right right on okay number seven who do you got at number seven
2: uh the iconic michael monroe uh just wow. who's been on a roll with his solo albums when hanoi broke up you know a little over 10 years ago i was like oh man you know like because i love hanoi they broke up for the second time yeah for the second time ahead. and their comeback records were astounding it's like they just you know they were frozen in a block of ice and shipped them out it's like let's let's go and there was like no time wasted and, uh, but ever since they broke up, Michael Monroe, I mean, if you love Hanoi, it's it's cliche, but you're going to love these Michael Monroe solo albums. Great contributions from people that have been with them forever, like Steve Conti, Sammy Yaffa, who was in Hanoi Rocks yeah. is still playing with them. And right. just consistent rock and roll. A lot of cool. European stuff on my list, but, uh, the Euros know how to put out a record nowadays. Always have, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. Michael Monroe, Blackout States.
1: Uh, i've met actually michael i may have told this story on talking metal but john and i back in the day when we had a a, a band and would play together he, michael monroe would occasionally rehearse in the room next to us and so that nice. was yeah it was, was kind of cool and he sounded amazing oh. you, know, you know just so full and the band was great and you know and his, it
2: voice, is. his voice his oh, voice i sorry to catch yeah. off i mean his his voice is ageless it's it still sounds like he's putting out his first record he's taking care of his voice so cool. that's under what. do you got this. at number six? Uh, number six, another another band that Mitch mentioned that I popped for on Metal Raps was Backyard Babies' new one, Four by Four. uh okay. much like this Imperial is, and Michael Monroe, just consistent.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I really tried my best to to get into this record. I listened to it. And it didn't necessarily grab me, but knowing that I know Mitch loves it, and that's why I first gave it a listen, knowing that you love it too, I'm going to go back and, and give it another listen, because I do believe that sometimes great records don't always catch you on the first listen, so... I maybe should go back and give it a, a another listen. But that's 4x4, four four, Backyard Babies. Moving on to number five, an album that I personally think is one of the best of the year. Uh, just one of, one of the great vocalists of our time. Uh, tell us what it is, Joey.
2: It is Win Hands Down by iconic metal band Armored Saint. Yeah, let's go with the title track off of this
1: sure. right now so many good songs on this record almost every song is is great uh and it's definitely worth getting it's out on metal blade go pick up the cd go buy the tracks on itunes this is the title track of armored saints 2015 release it's number five on joey's top 15 list here on talking metal armored saint win hands down you just heard was Win Hands Down, the title track off of Armored Saints 2015 release. That's number five on your list, Joey. Let's move on to number
2: four. What do you got? Oh, sorry. Sorry to – before I move on, if I may. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I do this on my show. I preach to legit buyer stuff and had a great experience with purchasing that Armored Saint album through Metal Blade Records. They got it out real quick. I bought the CD and T-shirt package. It was like 20 or right. 25 bucks. What a value in this day and age. And like I said, great record. And uh, that is, man, much like you said with Armored Saint and Iron Maiden, people that just have cashed out, you know, and people that always say, oh, new music, there's no good new music anymore. That's BS. You're just not you're just not looking hard enough.
1: So. yeah it's almost like some people don't want to want to look for new music I mean i I was talking to you know I, I and I do think it's part of growing older that you gotta fight guys you you know that you have to be able to accept new ideas new forms of entertainment new new sounds and 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 new bands and you know somebody said to me the other day the most freaking fucked up thing I've heard the, the guy my age he was like yeah, TV is just not as good as it was when we were kids. And I was like, "What are you fucking talking about?" And he was like, "Yeah, remember show Hill Street Blues and Mash?" And, and I was like, "I was like, those were good show shows actually." But you know, the the quality of television, uh, the the stuff that's on nowadays, it's just and there's a lot of shit out on a sure. TV. There's a lot of shit out on uh, you know music that's shit. But but I really think. There's so much great art, whether that's movies, TV, music, uh, you know, whatever. I I think there's so much great art out today, and as as we all get older, it's important that we keep our eyes and ears opened to uh, new sounds and new ideas and and new things, you know, and that you know that goes from art to politics to you know you name it you know just to having an open mind and uh, not discounting anything that's new yeah. so um that leads yeah, very well to
2: that. number four actually yeah go for it yeah because for older guys that want to get that feeling and 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 mitch joel talked about this as well it's exactly how i feel when i first heard shout the devil on cassette when i was a kid thinking oh I shouldn't be listening to this because, you know, my mom would get so mad at me. And just having that feeling again, listening to Ghost and consistently listening to Ghost over the last few years, uh, the the albums they have put out now that it's like their third full length, uh, just the best, probably the best overall band going right now, especially when you get into like metal and hard rock, I think is, is Ghost. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm so into
1: these guys. And I love that when I go see them play, at least in this area, there is a, a wide, diverse audience of, of males and females and all different ages and you know old school biker dudes you know who are like you know 50 something years old and young goth chicks all mixing together and when i wear the t-shirts out and my ghost hoodie like people random people come up to me and are like ghost oh yeah you know love love those guys and it feels like you're a part of something not everyone gets them eddie trunk has admitted he doesn't get them. Yeah. We got to get, Mi- no, we gotta get uh, Mitch
2: LaFawn on board, man. Just-
1: Mi- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitch doesn't, Mitch doesn't get them. And I understand that. And yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much, but, yeah, I know. but, uh, I, I love this band. I think they're the most exciting thing going in, in rock and roll right now. And this is off the new record. Meliora is at least how I pronounce it. Meliora. And it's on Joey's list at number four, the number four, best album of 2015 for joey and uh, we're gonna play a song called he is which is just has a haunting beginning here listen to this guys
3: in flames to star-crossed lovers reaching out to the beast with many names He is He's the shining in the light a whom I cannot see And He is Insurrection He's spiking The force that made me be, He is nostro dispater, nostra amate, He. Hiding here inside the deep, and all our doubts are now destroyed. The guidance of the morning stars will lead the way into the
1: the song He Is by the band Ghost. You are listening to Talking Metal. We got Joey from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast right here, and we are running down his top 15 list. Joey, number three, what do you got?
2: Number three, I got a band that I got to give credit uh, to, not only my scoring system and how I do it, but turning me on to this band who I wouldn't have looked twice at just because, first of all, the name, and second of all, they look like they're out of a hot topic. But another band from Europe, Uh, I believe they're Swedish. Don't kill me if I'm wrong. But Hardcore Superstar, uh, the more I listen to them, the more I love them. The the previous album they put out, I think it was called Come On, Take Me On, had probably one of the best singles I've heard in the last 10 years called Above the Law. So go check check that out. But their new album, HCSS, which that's also a lazy title, Uh, Hardcore Superstar, HCSS, whatever. But um, it's a very cool record. It's it's a you know it's more it's in the not in the Swedish garage tradition, but it's more of like a sleaze metal throwback. So if you're like a Faster Pussycat fan, or an LA yes. Guns fan, and yes, I am, and and also with that breeding ground of what was going on during the strip that time, and you have like your Jane's Addictions coming in, there's a little bit of that in there too. So it's like a it's almost like a, a shot in time of like Sunset Strip '88 '89 with all of those things going on. And hardcore superstar has it, and they can play too. Like their their lead guitar player, I wish I had his name in front of me, but that guy is uh, he's he's a shredder, and he's but right. tasteful shredder too. And they've been
1: around a while. Like I yeah. remember ten ten at least ten years ago hearing about them releasing stuff. So you have piqued my interest. I need to uh, educate myself to hardcore superstar. Uh, out of Sweden, and uh, so much great stuff comes from uh, Sweden in the Scandinavia area that it is mind-boggling, literally. But let's move on. Number two, what do you got? You got a tie. Actually, you were saying yeah. number two. No, your number one and two are about equal, and and you could go either way with them. One could be one, one could be two. They're kind of tied, right?
2: Absolutely. And okay. And like I said, I stole yeah. I stole Michael Butler's scoring system with how I listen to albums now or rate them. And yeah, so how does that work again? Ex- uh, the, it. It's the rock and roll geek scorecard. Uh, if you like the song, you give it one point. If you think it's okay, you give it a half. And if you don't like it, you give it a zero. It's it's it sounds simple, but it absolutely is scientifically proven to give you your list for the year. Uh, and uh, they're narrowest of margins in my top like six. So like you know, Ghost and Armored Saint neck and neck, along with Hardcore Superstar. But these two records are the only two. That I gave 100 points a perfect score, uh, a point on each song, too. And the first one, we talked about Danko earlier. I discovered this band listening to Danko's show. Sorry, I don't okay. mean to keep plugging podcasts all over your no, show, it's but cool. uh, we love podcasts. But um, d- um, this band came out of nowhere and I was immediately sold. He played me this one song off of it on his show, and I, w- I, went, I never rushed home so quick to order an album. Right. And it, it's a band. Called the Night Flight Orchestra, and uh, Skyline Whispers is the name of the album. I could I could do an hour on this, but I'll I'll make it quick. Uh, I
1: I've no I know nothing about this band, so oh okay. But I do you know the out. band
2: Soil Work? Yes, it's yes, the, we've
1: had them on Talking Metal.
2: Yeah, yeah. okay. Two guys from Soil Work, including the lead singer, and right. I'm I'm I might be I'm not. I don't mean to speak for the guy, but I think it's kind of like the Ghost thing, where it's guys from death metal bands or allegedly from death metal bands and ghost case where they, maybe they kind of bored with it. And it's like, we want to create something with more of a classic timeless sound. And I, I listened to him talk about this for an hour on Denko's show and he reeled me in and I was like, man, nothing's going to deliver after that buildup. Cause it's basically like, Hey, one song on this album sounds just like kiss. And one song on this album sounds like Elton John, captain fantastic era and right. one of these songs sounds like Journey separate ways but it does and if okay. if you're if you're a classic rock fan between the eras of 75 and 85 you are oh, going yeah, to love the Night Flight Orchestra album Skyline Whispers it's it's a revelation man like this is the one wow. you play for people that are out on new music. Like, no, this is a new record from this year. And the production, once again, being a production nerd, you can't hear any auto-tuning. You don't hear anything digital on there. It sounds classic.
1: Okay. I'm going to be checking it out tomorrow morning. Great tip. Thank you. I don't I know nothing about this group. So I am totally psyched to check it out. And number one, your number one album of the year again you said number two and number one are technically tied but
2: yeah. for our sake here this is the number one record uh, of the year a band i was happy to see live this year just destroying it and has been around for a while their first full-length album biters with electric blood just rock and roll personified thin lizzie meets cheap trick meets kiss uh with with some uh you know some early new york punk in there go see them buy their albums worship the biters
1: Let's do it. This is The Kids Ain't All Right, picked out by Joey. And this is The Biters from 2015 here on Talking Metal.
3: Now I know
1: What you just heard was The Kids Ain't All Right by The Biters off Electric Blood, the number one album from 2015, as picked by Joey from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast, who has been our guest here today, educating us and sharing his top 15 albums of 2015. What a great list, man. I can't wait to dig into this list. We're going to have it posted on today's uh, or on the show notes for today's episode on TalkingMetal.com, so you can go back and review it. I'll also list all the albums I kind of uh, laundry listed at the top of the show as being my favorites of the year. And uh, have you heard the Andrew Watt EP? I have not. I heard you talk about it. You talk yeah, about the metal raps, didn't
2: you, uh, also? Yeah,
1: go listen to that. I'm real curious to your opinion on on that. Sure. It's, uh, it's poppy. But it's uh, also got this just amazing guitar tone and these just great hooks. Um, so I'm curious to what you think of that. Let me know. And what about Bumblefoot's Little Brother is Watching? You listen, do you no, I, give
2: that much of a listen? I have a handful of Bumblefoot's uh, really early solo albums, too, and I need to get modernized with them. Uh, so I will definitely check it out. I love Bumblefoot. Yeah, this
1: is just some great songwriting. Some of the songs are songs that he wrote for Guns N' Roses that were never used. So, uh there's some there's some just excellent stuff on there. Highly recommended. Uh, you know, the again and, and the Failure record.
2: You got to check out I we're will definitely be checking that out for sure. And uh yeah. if I can give a plug out to a band on Relapse Records from My Neck of the Woods, Fort Worth, Texas, a band called Pinkish Black Mark. I think you're really going to like this record. Uh, I, I just haven't been able to absorb it, so that's why it's not on my list or else it might be. But it's like Desert Rock Doom stuff meets uh, European horror soundtracks from the 70s. It's basically like Caius meets Goblin, and and uh, those those guys are amazing. They're, uh, they're from Fort Worth. Pinkish Black. Name right. doesn't represent what they sound like, but check out the new Pinkish Black record. It's on iTunes. You can get it anywhere.
1: Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, Art of Anarchy, too. Scott Whelan yep. who died this year. And Bumblefoot, speaking of, uh, put out a record and bickered a little bit about things in the press. But it, it, I went back and listened to that after Whalen died, and there's some great stuff on there. Lucifer is a great band. Uh, female vocalist, Lucifer One, if you haven't uh, heard their their record, Lucifer One, check them out. Cryptic, or I'm sorry, Crypt Sermon is a is a. Great classic metal sounding band, uh, a lot of great stuff, and it's like you said, there's 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 still great music being put out there, guys. So so do yourself a favor and go track it down. Um, Joe Stump, who is a shredder guitar player, if you're into shred guitar. Uh, this guy can play the the guitar like like no one can and uh, you know he's he's also able to capture that Richie Blackmore spirit really well he's got a new album out called the Dark Lord Rises so much new music out and we uh, encourage you guys to all explore it. And uh, let us know what you think. Go leave us a comment on the Talking Metal Facebook page. Go check out Joey's podcast, uh, Rock Strikes 10. It's on iTunes. And uh, looking ahead, Joey, 2016, let's not talk about actual releases, but real quick, any predictions for 2016 we've heard rumors guns and roses reunion eat and smile yeah. david lee roth lineup reunion yeah uh, any anything that, that you'd like to see or you think we could see potentially in 2016 that, that you're excited about
2: well I, i'm intrigued and ex- as a van halen life lifer and that that goes for all encompassing lineups i am a dave guy when push comes to shove and Edom and smile was uh, it made me love music even more. Like really, 1984 and Eatem and Smile made me love music probably more than any records in my early existence. So, if that happens, uh, you know, if I, I'd, I'd hate that that it would have to be at the expense of him having to leave Van Halen again or getting fired from Van Halen again. But man, yeah, the rumor is he's already out. Yeah. but yeah. But the yeah. Eatem and Smile thing. That's so tempting, and I would, I would, I would travel to see multiple shows of that, and yeah. you know, like, I, if I if we might get Van Hagar again if that rumor is true, but, but yeah,
1: you yeah, know, that that rumor is, is very hard for me to believe. Yeah, I, don't, but, I don't, I don't believe mean, that. M- Mitch is saying it. Uh, Mitch Lafon, yeah. Eddie Trunk is now starting to 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 beat that drum that that Hagar could be returning, but with all the negativity that went on between those guys in the press, uh, you know, over the last couple of years. And, and if, if he did come back, would, would Hagar step back into a band with Wolfgang on bass? I don't think he would. He's got a
2: hundred million in the bank. He doesn't need it. And he seems to be having fun. The thing with Dave is that, you know, he might be still a little restricted as a member of Van Halen. It's great that he's there. And, you know, he's the voice of Van Halen. And will always be accepted as such, but I feel like maybe he's starting to feel the creative strain a little bit, which is why he has all these other outlets that he's been pushing, but it never seems to get to that next level. Like I love the Roth show, is you know, his, his a vidcast, and he talks about yeah. doing a Broadway show, all things that that historically Eddie will not allow him to do, whether it's right, right. or wrong. Well,
1: Yeah, and I think Eddie had a, a, even, you know, there's been a lot of speculation that he wasn't doing interviews. This is a guy who loves to talk and, and, and that while he was under contract to Van Halen, there were certain things he he could not do. The, the, even, you know, he tried to go down to whatever that is lucky strike or whatever it was in Hollywood and jam with the Edem and smile band. And that didn't happen because the fire marshals shut it down. But honestly, if he were still in Van Halen, I don't think that he wouldn't have tried to do that. Uh, And the rumor is that the contract is over, you know, he's, he doesn't own the Van Halen name. He was hired by Van Halen to do the, all the, the the stuff from 2007 to 2015 with the band uh the rumor is that the contract was not renewed and that has allowed him to do the a recent acoustic show apparently i'm not sure if that's true i'm told he did a recent solo corporate gig acoustically and it also allowed him to potentially get the uh go down and jam with these Eat'em and Smile cats, Greg Bisonette, Steve Vai, and Billy Sheehan, uh, which was shut down by the fire marshal. But he did make a comment, well, you know, a lot of people showed up. Maybe we should try to do this at the Palladium. So he's, he's already throwing the hint out there that this might happen. And I hope it does. I hope it does. As far as GNR goes, I mean, we're all hoping that that could maybe materialize. But I don't know. I'm starting to have my doubts the more time that goes on. I mean, Slash just announced, you know, his tour ended. We still haven't heard any GNR news. Um, and then Slash just announced he's doing a show in Vegas, you know, on in, in December 31st, a New Year's Eve show. So I don't know, man. I don't know if that's happening. We'll see. They should,
2: they should do uh, two different touring entities like Trans-Siberian Orchestra because they have enough members, X and Current, and yeah. they're just you know, hey, why not, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think without question they have at least uh, talked about it, but uh, I I don't think you're hearing oh there's twenty shows booked or there's there's not and there's nothing booked. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, there could have been maybe a few things on hold. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The big news will be the first week in January when they announce Coachella. Um, And it's been rumored that they've been highly accorded to to headline Coachella, and if it turns out that the Coachella lineup is announced and they're not on the lineup, I think we can take that as a sign that any reunion talks between Duff, Slash, and Axel and maybe whoever else have have uh, fallen apart. Uh, but So so we'll see. That's not too far off. That's less than a month away. Absolutely. So anyways, Joey, thanks so much for joining us, and a nice long episode here with some great music. And uh, we will see you on the Rock Strikes 10 podcast, and uh, hope to have you back on Talking Metal real soon.
2: Anytime you want me. It's always an honor, Mark. Thank you.
1: All right. So we're going to end with a song called living for the nighttime the night flight orchestra who joey was talking about earlier their album according to joey skyline whispers from 2015 is off the hook it's great stuff so i'm looking forward to discovering these guys and checking these guys out so thank you for turning me on to them and let's end with some of their music here on talking metal joey thanks again we'll talk to you soon
2: thank you You're just living for the nighttime, aren't you?
3: already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car use kelly blue book my wallet on auto trader they're really good at numbers auto trader
4: you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable